what does it mean to be when we speak about convergence? Convergence is to tend to one point, to incline and approach nearer together. As two lines which continually approach each other. There's a movement taking place in God's moving and is bringing things together. The opposite of converge is diverge. It means we started off together, but there is a moving away. And for many people, you need to understand the importance of the body of Christ. Because where God, at one point, you were really tight and close with the family of God, your business, your life, even families. What is divorce? It's diverge. It's to move away. And so please remember this this morning, that nobody's standing still. That river's always flowing. And we're either moving towards God's intended purpose or we're moving away from it. But nobody stands still. So check your heart and what God is dealing with many people in the season. And I just want to say that I'm going to prophesy into the atmosphere and begin to believe that even though the enemy is trying to weaken the people, that's what the Bible says, that Satan weakens the nations. It's Isaiah 14 verse 12. Look at his intention. He, he loves to separate people from God, from the house of God, from the people of God, from the plan of God. Because the truth is that you're finding out how weak you are by yourself. No amens. You're realizing people that are isolated. That's an old trick even in when you are dealing with um, hunt, the hunters, uh, the, 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 the animals, it, you know, you've you got to separate the weak from the flock or from the herd. And so the whole idea is to find the one that's by themselves. And that's when the attack comes. So before destruction comes isolation. Because the enemy wants to isolate God's people. The body of Christ was meant to be together. And Satan's intention is to weaken the nations. It says, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. His intention is to weaken you. How do you create a river that was, somebody that was strong in a flow with the church or flowing and moving with God? Then he isolates and eventually what was a strong flow together becomes a little trickle by yourself. Because the enemy is always looking to bring divergence. But there's a season I believe we're coming into now where God's bringing his people together and we need to understand the strength of that. And so there was a place, a people called the Amalekites that God says, for every generation, these people must be punished. Obliterate them, deal with them every generation. Because they're the ones who, who tried to go from behind. When the people were moving together, he went after the weak and those that were tardy, those that were slow at the back. And he attacked the people of God from the back. The Amalekite spirit is about that. The, the enemy loves to attack weak people. And if you find even an, a, a deer or any kind of animal that is, is, is crippled or hurt, you know that they pray for, for, for the beasts of the field. And so the strength is found in the kingdom of God. Ephesians 4 verse 16 speaks about that. Our strength is when we are together. When we, you're finding out that, you know, some of the business people, you were not so smart, right? You're finding out by yourself, the theory is about you. Deuteronomy 8, 18, that the power, my power has made me this wealth. The Lord isn't showing us, no. It wasn't so much your skill. People got skills like yours, even better than yours, but you were doing better than them, not because of your skill, but because of the anointing. Because you were part of a body, that was God's design. He made his body for connection. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So we come together and all the different anointings come together. And you've got singers, and you've got uh, the ushers, and you've got the business people, and you've got the women that are, uh, that are widows, and you've got women that are, 
that are, that are single and you got the marriage and you find everybody, the young, the old, click ministry coming together. What? And everybody is bringing their gifts to the table and the body of Christ cannot social distance. I don't care what the world says. The whole design, that the way God designed it, is that the body comes together and that every leader brings in their gift. Because, you know, it's not just that one is not, uh, uh, you know, one is too small a number for greatness. That's not the issue here. The whole body was designed to be together. Because the anointings that come together, you can shift an atmosphere. People can walk through these doors with nobody laying hands on them just because the atmosphere is here. Because everybody brings an anointing into the body of Christ. You come and you are part of what we're doing. And all of a sudden somebody gets touched because of, you know, and, and, and they were going to take left and sin, but they don't do it anymore because they challenged, because iron sharpens iron. Are you with me? Because the whole design is that we be together. So this is how he, he weakens the nations is by creating individuals. You're not so strong by yourself, sir. You are not that great. And the enemy is afraid of nobody. He's only afraid of the anointing. He has got no answer for the anointing. When the anointing comes in a place, it shifts everything. The power of agreement is where God needs us. And that's why the word convergence this morning, because look what the Lord is doing. So what is, what is convergence? It's lines which converge in one direction. Like mountains can converge into a single ridge. Rivers converge to make a stronger flow. There's going to be a stronger flow in the next six months over somebody's life. I want to prophesy that. Glory be to God. Because there's a coming together for a greater good and a greater acceleration. Some of you have been really tardy and trickling by yourself, but I'm hearing the Lord saying you're coming together with others. I'm going to start to create a convergence in the season and that you're going to experience the flow, the acceleration, the power of agreement with the right people in your environment. There's a greater shout and an amen. For where there's unity, there's a commanded blessing. When you are plugged together with the right people, oh my God, you know the wrong people in your environment will give you problems you never had. The right people in your environment will solve problems you never knew you had. <laughs> That's good. Right now. God is speaking about partnering. Look what God is doing in the earth. God is always looking to partner with somebody in the earth. When you get plugged in, you make a decision to come after God. You are then becoming a co-creator with him. You become a dream carrier like Joseph. Someone that God can use. This is God's intention. This is the way God wants to, things to happen in the season. This will be a season of convergence where those things that have been ordained by God come together. If you believe that, put your hands together. When his word comes together with his purposes in set times, all things will become possible to those who believe. Have a look at Psalms 105. Glory be to God. When they were few in number, indeed very few, and strangers in it. When they went from one nation to another, when they were transitioning, when they were transitioning, there was a greater convergence taking place from one kingdom to, a, to another people. He permitted no one to do them wrong. Yes, he rebuked things for their sake, saying, do not touch my anointed ones and do my prophets no harm. Moreover, he called for a famine in the land. He destroyed all the provision of the bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They hurt his feet with fetters. He was laid in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord tested him. So Joseph is 17 years old. And God has got Joseph in a place. But God's got his word running alongside. Joseph was given a word in a dream, but God, after 17 years, creates what we call the convergence. He brings together what, God, what he had said and Joseph's life, and it meets in a prison. And they release him from the prison 
because he's there to solve a problem for the nations. It's called convergence because this is the purposes of God and in the timing of God, when you've prepared the way God wanted you to pre be prepared, then God brings it all together for the kingdom of God. Is somebody hearing me this morning? So many of you have been in a test. And what is the test? The word cannot return void. And when God allows the season to come, then God brings your life and his word to meet at a point. You don't stay in trouble forever. Come on, somebody. Every problem's got an expiry date. Come on. I need somebody to believe this morning that every problem has got an expiry date. He's the Alpha and the Omega. That means that there was the beginning of my problem, but there's an end date to all my trouble. I need a greater shout and an amen. I feel you in that season. There is a convergence coming. God tested you. God tested the word inside of you. He was checking what is in your heart. And God is finding that his people are rising up now because they took him at his word. They believed God. They believed in the vision. Come on, sons and daughters. You know you stepped out in faith. You didn't know God when I said, I'm going to follow you. When I said, I will sow my seed. When I said, I'm coming after the dream. There comes a day when God brings time and God brings purpose. And God allows it to collide. It's called conversion. I feel the anointing in this house. I feel someone's about to get a breakthrough that's going to astound them. The next six months are months of favor. The next six months, there'll be a flow between what I said and where you are at. And I'm going to create a greater flow. Somebody shout an amen in the house. Woo! My God, I feel this thing this morning. Glory be to Jesus. Woo. My God, my God. My God, help us this morning. I want you to tell you what I dreamt this morning. I woke up and I was telling Pastor Z, I know when I'm going into a prophetic flow in my dreams. And I had almost on the one side like a forest and a maze and it was like we had come out of this thing but I was riding in a chariot on a road that was straight almost like we found the main road out of the maze and out of the jungle and out of the, the challenge and the fight but here's the thing as we were riding this chariot, part of it is my hair was really long. I mean, gonna, we can make a movie again, okay? So a banner, something all over again. <laughs> Glory be to God. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm riding this chariot. But the more I'm prophesying, the faster it's moving. I've got four sermons for you this morning. I had to rewrite them. 8.30, I was still sending messages through. So I believe this is the direction we need to go. So let me tell you why I say so. First Chronicles chapter 14, verse 8, please. I want to sh show you something. It's really important in a prophetic season like this. And I'm not so much wanting to preach this morning, but just give a bit of an understanding so we can prophesy into the future. So David is fighting the Philistines. Now when the Philistines heard that David was an anointed king, David's coming to his assignment. What God had promised over David's life, he comes to do a season of convergence. So when, when the Philistines heard that David now is finally king, is anointed king over all Israel, not just Hebron, not just over Goliath, he was anointed three times. So the third time he gets anointed, he now is king over Israel. All the Philistines went up to search for David, and David heard of it and went out against them. Then the Philistines went and made a raid on the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of God, saying, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to him, Go up, for I will deliver them into your hand. So they went up to Baal-perazim, and David defeated them there. 
Then David said, God has broken through my enemies by my hand like a breakthrough of water. Can we announce it in the heavenlies? For somebody that's going to believe the Lord that there's going to be a kind of breakthrough in this season that's going to astound you and your family. I am believing that somebody will come back in six months and say that my house is debt free. I want somebody to believe because it's according to what you believe. Come on, child of God. That the kind of stuff that God's going to do in the next six months is going to astound you. You don't have a job anymore. That company's closed down. That business contract never worked out. Worked out. But I believe the next six months are the kind of favor that God's going to release upon his people. That's going to create the kind of breakthrough by the breakthrough of water. You just need a word. The water of God's word released in this atmosphere. Someone's getting the kind of breakthrough in Jesus' name. Therefore, they called the name of the place Baal's Berism. Perism. And when they left their gods there, David gave a commandment and they were burned with fire. See what God is doing? Getting rid of all the gods and the things that we believed in. Then the Philistines once again made a raid on the valley. Therefore, David inquired again of the God and God said to him, you shall not go up after them. Circle around them and come upon them in front of the mulberry trees. You inquiring from God, even though the problem looks like the same like last year, you must ask again. I know you won that battle that way, but God's got new strategies. Come on, can I speak to somebody this morning? You're a child of God, plugged in and connected to God. God is calling somebody that there's sometimes when you're facing the same enemy, God will give you a different strategy. You don't have to go and be the same fight, the same way in your marriage and your home. God's giving different strategies in the season. And it shall be when you hear a sound of marching in the top, tops of the mulberry trees, that's the prophetic, when the wind begins to blow, then you shall go out to battle, for God has gone out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. So this is important to understand. So David went out and David defeated them. Uh, David did as God commanded him, and they drove back the army of the Philistines from Gibeon as far as Gazar. Then the fame of David went out into all the lands, and the Lord brought the fear of him upon all the nations. So here's your prophetic flow. We've entered a very strong prophetic flow this season where things that have been promised will begin to now manifest all around us. That's what I'm writing on what the Spirit of God's given me. Because God's word will not return void. You didn't come here to hang by your thumbs until Jesus comes. You've come to make sure that the promises of God manifest in your home, in your business, in the ministry, and what God has called you to do. There's a cadence of the wind in the tops of the trees. This message comes out five years ago from Chuck Pierce. And I noted it. And I marked it. The sound of hidden angelic hosts is moving in your region. This is a sound of divine recovery. Can we somebody lift up their hands and begin to believe the Lord? This is a sound of ultimate triumph over what stopped you in the past. You now come from behind. Where the enemy once captured and held you behind, you will now catch up and overtake the enemy. Let there be a stronger amen. amen. You have felt abandoned and lost. Now a wind of recovery is blowing. I can go to the depths of where you are. I can bring you to the heights of where I am. When you hear the sound in this wind, you must echo that sound from the depths of your spirit. So I have a message for you this morning. Three, four different messages. But the Lord says, you're not here to preach yours. You're here to echo what I'm telling you. When you hear the wind of the spirit blowing and you, I'm telling you, you're in a prophetic season of a turnaround. I'm also telling you in a season of acceleration. I'm saying you that you're on the path and I'm bringing this thing together for you. That the convergence will take place. You must come into agreement with what I am doing in this season. 
I know it feels like winter. I know it feels like your bank, you look at your bank account and say it's not possible. But I've come to tell somebody that you're in a season of tremendous favor, that the winds of the Spirit is beginning to blow, and it's going to blow you in the right direction. Someone's going to hear me, you made a mistake. God says, I am setting you up for victory in the season. A good shout and an amen. This will release the action of recovery and pave the way to, to where I long to take you. You must come into agreement. If God says it's summer, then we take the jacket off. My presence and sound work together. Oh my God. Worship team, are you hearing the Lord this morning? My presence and sound works together. So I can give you a sound and I can, I can give you a sound outside of a season or sounds good for your flesh. But when I give you the sound of God and what he wants done, where the spirit of God is moving, then his presence goes before us and produces what we're looking for. In harmony, my presence and sound. God can only work on the word that we preached. And if it's against God's will and outside of the season, God's not going to honor it. In harmony, they serve as the key to open up the way for you. I need somebody to hear that today. Don't preach and don't say even to yourself another word. Don't say four months and then the harvest. Lift up your eyes and say it's now. Don't tell me about 2022. You need a breakthrough now. In harmony... They serve as the key to open the way for you. Do not think you are captured or lost. I can find you at any time. I can cause you to rise up and to walk out to the place that I have prepared for you. This is a day that the shroud of death is removed. The shroud has covered what I long you, for you to see. Listen to the wind. And then watch the uncovering of your supply so you can catch up and go beyond. Now let everybody stand to their feet with a big shout, a hallelujah and an amen. Come on, if you are online, you got to hear what the Lord is saying. you got to make a sound in that house. you got to agree with the Lord. You want to say yes, Lord, if your word says so, His presence will confirm it. His favor will confirm it because you're in a season of convergence. We're entering a prophetic season where heaven will respond to the requests and sacrifices of the saints. And when he observed him, Acts chapter 10 verse 4, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So he said to him, your prayers, whew, that's a prophetic word right there. Mama, your prayers. Widows, that little mite, that you put in the offering. Both your prayers and your arms have come up for a memorial before God. Everybody say convergence. Because there comes a time when your prayers, when God takes all your prayers, it's like in a bowl. He takes all of them, brings you before him. He says, not just your prayers, what your mother prayed, what your grandmother prayed. And God takes that moment and he tips that, that bowl on your head. And the anointing begins to flow because God must bring to pass what he has promised. I feel this thing in the atmosphere. Somebody has been sowing and never seen the harvest of what they've been sowing. Someone's been praying, but they've not seen their answered prayers. But I heard the Lord say this week, answers, answers, answers. Tell the people to ask. I am bringing answers to your situation. May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. I need somebody to shout, yes, Lord. I believe it's a season of convergence where the prayers you prayed and the seed you sown comes and meets before God as a memorial and say over the Holland name, here comes your grandchildren, Pastor Z. Boom! Here comes the babies you've been waiting for. Boom! Here comes your family restoration. Boom! Come on! Here comes the blessing for your business. Boom! Come on, somebody shout amen. 
from the first time I met Pastor Michelle and Graham, when they came to the ministry, I said, what is in your hearts to do? Pastor Michelle would tell me, oh, Graham, when he, when he goes past her, he'll take his jacket off. He'll take his shoes off. He likes to feed the poor and take care of the poor. That's 11 years ago. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. So what are you doing selling insurance? No, no, no. If I get this right, then I'm going to do this. Okay. Let's see how it works out for you. It didn't work for me. Because every time I said, I'm going to build up this for, this for the kingdom, the devil came and stole it. That's the way he works. And finally, the truth is they threw Graham out. It's a good thing when the world rejects you. You're quiet. They threw me out. Hollard is still great. They're doing better. But my department shut down. And God said, you can't go and find another job. Because I've called you to come into your work. I have never seen the power in the hand of God in two weeks move over a family like I've seen it now. Listen, for the last nine months we prepared this thing. I sat him down and said, now, will you make up your mind and make a commitment to God? And I'm speaking to him, speaking to him, and then eventually he's like, let me tell you what I see. And then finally, Pastor Michelle in a meeting says, I haven't been the one that's been committed. Can I commit to God and to do this thing? The moment they committed, transportation shows up. The farmers show up. Supply comes from everywhere to feed people. In weeks, God shifts their whole destiny because you're in a season of convergence. Somebody shout yes and amen. There's transportation for you. I'm calling you to accelerate in the season. There's a fresh anointing coming upon your lives to do what the Lord has called you to do. I am telling you, whatever you're earning, wherever you've been earning in the world, it's nothing compared to where God's taking you. And I'm releasing the strategies because you're in a season of convergence, says the Lord. Release that with a good amen from the church. Because it's a season of convergence. That's the way it works. Because the word of God tests you. Here's Graham and Michelle. Here's the word and the promise of God. And while you're doing your own thing, the word is waiting for you. Remember the woman at the well? Jesus' bride, the one that had five husbands and the one she was staying with was not even a husband. The word, took, he said, I must needs go through Samaria. When he comes, he's sitting and he's waiting at the well because she comes past there at a certain time. And the word and a loose woman collides and changes her life. He stands in that place of the well and he's asking her the questions. Because while you're messing around, the word is waiting for you. It's the day you begin to move in the direction and converge with the word of God. And when you collide with the word of God in your set time and your season, she leaves her empty bucket and she goes back and tells the whole city, I found a man that knows me. It will be that kind of season for every one of you in Jesus' name. Because that's how God works when it comes to convergence. God's not going to let you just hang out. Let me give you one more. I'm just preaching what I just feel prophetically flowing in the second Kings chapter 9 and verse 1. We all know Elisha. We know his life. Elijah goes, in a, he anoints Elisha and Elisha stands up and he's, he's pulling down, uh, you know, calling the prophets and dealing with Jezebel and her wickedness. And then he gets tired because he's by himself. And he says, there's nobody else but me. The Lord says, no, no. I've reserved 7,000 and they've not bowed their knee. You, need to, you, know, you can't be hanging by yourself. 
think you all, it's only you. No, no, there are many people that God has saved and helped and prepared and reserved that have not bowed their knee to ungodliness. So the Lord says, well, you're tired, gives up his assignment. His assignment was to go and deal with Jezebel. He says, well, let's go and Elisha and, the, and uh, the prophet called one of the sons of the prophets and said to them, get yourself ready, take this flask and oil of oil in your hand and go to Ramoth Gilead. Now when, they, when you arrive at that place, look there for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, and go in and make him rise up from amongst his associates and take him into an inner room. Oh my God. God's about to, where you were just ordinary, God's about to lift your head from the people amongst you. Hear me, son of God. You've been trusting God, you've been praying, you've been giving alms, you've been sowing, you've been serving. But I am telling you, there comes a time when there's a convergence, when out of the crowd, God begins to select his sons and his daughters and say, it's, it's time for a fresh anointing. Can I prophesy that over somebody today, that your head is going to begin to risk, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Come on, somebody. You need to believe God in the season, that what you've been through, you're finally coming through, and God's going to anoint your head with fresh oil. God's got an assignment for somebody. It's the season of convergence. I need somebody to shout an amen in this church. I need somebody to believe the Lord this morning that this is the season of convergence. He says, go and fetch Jehu. He's hanging out with the people, but I have an assignment for him. I have a place for him in my kingdom. I want him to rise up in the season. I have an anointing for you this season. In Jesus' mighty name. And their hands are up on, online and shouting an Amen. Can you agree and make some sound so the presence of the Lord can come upon your home? Come on, agree with God. Say, this is for my family. This is for my children. This is for my name. Come on. He's going to make your name great. Come on. It's in his power to make somebody great. It's your season of convergence. It's your season for convergence. Take him into an inner room. I am telling you, this anointing could be private, and it would be. But it will be a public display. God anoints in private, but he shows it off in public. <laughs> then take the flask of oil and pour it on his head and say, Thus says the Lord, I have anointed you king over Israel. Then open the door and flee, and do not delay so the young man and the servant of the prophet went to Ramoth Gilead and when he arrived, there were captains of the army sitting. There were the captains of the army, captains, leaders, great leaders. When you go God's way and the anointing of God's upon your life and the power comes upon you, he lifts you about the captains and the leaders of, of cap, and captains of, of, and thoughts of, uh, of, 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 of industries. He lifts you. The anointing is going to lift somebody in the season. I need somebody to believe the word of a prophet today that we are in a flow with God, that God's going to do for you what others have taken 10 years to do. He's going to do for you in six months. And when he arrived, there were the captains of the army sitting and he said, I have a message for you. I have a message for you, Jehu. For which one of us, he said, for you, commander. Then he arose, went to the house, and he poured the oil on his head and said to him, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I've anointed you king over the people of the Lord, over Israel. You shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of the servants, the prophets, and the blood of the servants of the Lord at the hand of Jezebel. And so he puts the anointing on him, and he, and, and he flees. He says, now I'm done. Just one touch from God, man can shift this thing. Is, is somebody hearing me? When the power and the anointing of God comes upon somebody, everything changes. I said everything changes. Everything that's a burden to you gets removed. And so Jehu begins to run, and I'm picking it up, the story, and it's um, quite a bit in, from verse 14. So Jehu, the, the son of Jehoshaphat, is coming to a place of convergence. I'm giving somebody a word so you can know what to do in this next season. Because I heard the word of the Lord giving us word this, this week. He says, you must get focused, son. 
He says, you're in a season, there's plenty battles. He says, you must prepare for what is coming. But you must reserve your energy for the delivery room. Because there are things that you have to deal with with the anointing. It's not playing church anymore. You can't fall over and get up and leave the same anymore. The anointing is for purpose. There's an anointing coming upon people for purpose. If you use this anointing properly, I am telling you debt free on property. I heard it by the Spirit of God. So Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi, conspired against Joram. He and all Israel against Hazel, but King, but King Joram had returned to Jezreel to recover from the wounds. <sighs> I am so far from this. Let me just get into what I need to say here. So he gets onto his horse. He's only here, his assignment is to deal with Jezebel. Things happening in our land that is ungodly and impure. And God is dealing with these things in the season. Now a watchman stood on the tower of Jezreel and he saw the company of Jehu as he came and he said, I see a company of men. And Joram said, get a horseman and said to him and send him to meet them and let him say, is it peace? So the horseman went to meet him and said, thus says the king, is it peace? And Jehu said, what have you to do with peace? Some of you are just looking for peace, just a bit of peace and comfort. You must stand up and deal with the enemy in your environment. There's no peace until that enemy is removed. You are on assignment. Hear me? You're in a season where you could not have strength before. But when the anointing of God comes upon you, you can deal with Goliath and you can deal with Jezebel. You can deal with everything ungodly and impure in your environment. A good shout and an amen. He says, what have you to do with peace? Turn around and follow me. Come on, somebody. As you're fulfilling your assignment, there are families that are going to come alongside you. People that were against you are going to begin to come with you because it's called convergence. You're going to have people come alongside you where they were first against you. They're going to say yes to your assignment and they're going to come and agree with the plan and the purposes of God. Somebody shout, it's a turnaround season. He says, turn around and follow me. So the watchman reported saying, the messenger went to them but he's not coming back. I have a word for somebody who's been going in the wrong direction. God says you're going to have a turnaround in the season. Someone's going to hear the word of the Lord. You're not going to perform or go in the wrong direction anymore. I heard the story about an old man sitting in a, in a rocking chair. And as he was stroking the cat, someone looked at him and said, hey, because he was doing it as he was rocking. And the cat's head was at the bottom. The tail was in front. And he was stroking this cat. And the guy said, hey, the way you're petting that cat is wrong. He says, so let the cat turn around. Here's the thing with the word of God. You must turn around. You must make a turn. Because God's not changing his mind over this generation of what must be accomplished. Can somebody just say, I must make a turn? Come on, put it, type it in there. I must make a turn. Because if you're going in the wrong direction, hear me. The assignment in the season needs people to repent. Hear what your prophet is saying. Because you must make a turn in the season. Your family must make a turn. I am prophesying that over somebody today that you're not going to go in the wrong direction. You're going to follow after God. It is a season of convergence. You're not going to persist down the wrong way. You're going to repent and go God's way. A big shout and an amen. The messenger went to them, but he's not coming back. Come on, type it out. I'm not going back to my bondage. Let the devil know we're not going back into bondage. Then he sent out a second horseman who came to them and said, Thus says the king, is it peace? And Jehu answered, What have you to do with peace? Turn around and follow me. People are going to, there's going to be a big turn in families in the season. We're going God's way. Somebody type it in there. We're going God's way. He went up to them and said, he's not coming back. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu, the son of Nimshi, for he drives furiously. Are you listening to me? Jehu, on your chariot, and the more we're prophesying, 
the more we, the, the greater the impact, the greater the acceleration. I want you to know someone's going to drive furiously in this season. The anointing is going to create an acceleration. I believe it and I'm going to prophesy it into the atmosphere. The church is going to begin to move uh, like they've never moved before. Sons and daughters are going to get a breakthrough that they've never had before. Your days of having a little bit is over. You are on the highway with God and you're going to experience a breakthrough like never before. Now give a shout like you are furiously driving. Then Joram said, make ready. And his chariot was made ready. Then Joram, king of Israel, and Isaiah, king of Judah, went out, each in his chariot. And they went to meet Jehu and met him on the property of Nabal, the Jezreelite. Now it happened when Joram saw Jehu, he said, is it peace, Jehu? So he answered, what peace? As long as the harlotries of your mother, Jezebel, and the witchcraft are so many. You know, there's a real fight that happens when you're at school and you know, I just you know, I'll hit you, Sonny. Yeah, you know. And then the fight was just like, you know, but of, but of, but of. Until you start to swear the guy's mother. Hey, your mother, man. Then the fight is on. That's what Jehu said to him. He says, hey, your mother, man. We're going to deal with that mother that you've been falling after. Her name is Jezebel. We're going to deal with everything that's ungodly in the nation. We're going to deal with everything that's been harming the church. The church is going to rise up. Come on, with a fresh anointing. I want to speak to the Jews in this nation. I want to speak to the leaders that are saying, hey, our days of leaving our money with the government are over. The days of us trusting somebody else. The anointing is upon my life. The anointing is upon my family. The anointing is upon my business. I can build this thing. I'm coming. I'm coming after the lands, I'm coming after the education system, we're coming after governments, come on, a bigger shout and an amen in this house. We keep on trusting the world, trust the anointing. Then Jehu said to Bidka, his captain, Jehu <laughs> I don't even know where I am. Joram turned around and fled and said to Isaiah, treachery Isaiah. And Jehu drew his bow, full of strength. I'm speaking to somebody who's going to have full of strength in this season. I'm speaking to a mother this morning that when you pray in the season, when you prophesy over your children in the season, you are not, you're not going to be a weak little, oh Lord, will you please, amen. No, 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 no. I'm speaking to a businessman that's been saying, Lord, just a little bread for me and my family. No devil, we're coming after the territories that belong to the kingdom of God. Can somebody shout an amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah. And Jehu drew his bow, and I'm speaking to somebody who the spirit of might is coming upon you to execute on that ministry, to do what the Lord has called you to do, to build the lands the way it should be built, to get the diamonds and the gold and the oil. I'm speaking to the sons and daughters that will rise up in a resurrected strength in this next six months. A big shout and an amen. This time, you're not going to miss Auntie Karen. The strength is coming and he shot Jehoram between his arms and the arrow came out of his heart. The arrow came out at his heart and he sank down in his chariot. Then Jehu said to Bidka, his captain, pick him up and throw him into the tract of the field of Nerboth, the Jezreelite. For remember when you and I were riding together behind Ahab's father, that the Lord laid his burden upon me. <sighs> the strength to shoot, the shoot the heart out of ungodliness. The strength to shoot the heart out of injustice. The strength to shoot the heart out of poverty. Your family will not smell it anymore. In the name of Jesus, is there any woman going to rise up and say, Lord, I'm anointed in the season. I'm not going to miss the target in the season. I'm coming after my children. I'm coming after what the devil said doesn't belong to me. The devil is a liar. That properties are mine. That business is mine. That destiny is mine. I will live and not die. I need a bigger shout in an amen. 
Oh, I'm preaching better than you saying amen this morning. I'm further down the line somewhere and it's Jehu pursued someone else and said, shoot him also in the chariot. And they shot him at the accent of Gur. And so, now when Jay had come to Jezreel, if you can pick that up, it'll be great. I don't know what verse it is. Then as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, oh, now when Jehu had come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. And she put paint on her eyes and adorned her head and looked through a window. Then as Jehu entered at the gate, she said, is it peace, Zimri? Murderer of your master. <laughs> Let the devil go to hell, man. And he looked up at the window and he said, who is on my side? Who? He was standing and he says, is there anybody on the Lord's side? It's the season you must be on the Lord's side. Don't you turn around and do your own thing. You've got to hear this apostle clearly. It's the season where you must get onto God's side. It's the season of convergence. Anything wicked standing in the way is going to be wiped out. Because the river and the strength of this thing is coming to wipe away. Because God's doing his thing. God's not going to allow the nations to go to the dogs without the church having something to say. We're in a prophetic season of convergence. And he looked up at the window and said, who is on my side? Who? So two of the three eunuchs looked out at him. Then he said, throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood spattered on the wall and on the horses and, she and, they, and, her, her, and he trampled her underfoot. And when he had gone in, he ate and drank and said, now go and see this accursed woman and bury her for she was a king's daughter. Of course, by the time they got there, there was no body, keep going. They went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hands. Therefore, they came back and told him and said, this is the word of the Lord. Can you see what's coming to pass? The word was spoken. The word was spoken. What was the word? This is the word of the Lord, which he spoke by his servant Elijah, the Tishbite, saying, on the plot of ground of Jezreel, dogs shall eat the flesh of Jezebel. Because God's only concerned about his word coming to pass. Not your business. Not your lifestyle. Not the way you want to live. It's the season of convergence where God, what he had spoken in its set time, is coming to pass. Is somebody hearing me today? You want to get on the Lord's side. You want to be like the cat that says, well, if this is the way God is stroking it, let's turn around. Let's go God's way. Let's do it God's way. Let's forgive. Let's get out of offense. Let's not get bitter. Let's speak God's words. Because God's presence and His word, the sound and His presence go hand in hand. It's called convergence. I hope somebody's hearing me this morning. I prophesy to the next six months. Can I have the worship team up? That you're in a season of tremendous convergence. That fresh anointings are coming upon people for assignments. Hear me, young man. Hear me, young woman. There's an anointing coming. There's an, a, God's about to anoint somebody with fresh oil for an assignment. It's not to bless us for and no more. It's a kingdom assignment. You better shut your mouth. You better speak a different word. You better repent of that thing. You keep speaking against the purposes and the plan of God. You're putting yourself right in the center of trouble. I'm seeing somebody standing in the midst of an arrows are being pointed. But you're actually fighting against God. You're working against God's plan. You can't destroy people and live. You can't destroy people's lives and think you're going to survive. Arrows are flying. Arrows are being shot. The right place to be is on your knees, humbling yourself before God. The right place to miss the arrow, the Lord says, you've got to be down, bending down and walking in humility. Asking for forgiveness and asking for mercy and asking for grace. 
It is not a season to be standing upright and to be arrogant. Pride is what made Satan. The devil is the devil because of pride. It's a season to be humbling yourself before the Lord. It's a season to ask for repentance. Repent just for anything. Repent for your family. Repent for things that are there. Just repent. It's a season of repentance. It's a time to walk in humility. True humility. Surrendering your life to Christ. Picking up your cross and following Him. It's a humbling thing. The very trouble you're stirring for someone else is going to fall upon you. The very pit that you're digging for others, you're going to fall into it. You're this apostle. God's got an assignment. There is a purpose of heaven that is flowing. There is a convergence taking place. There is a move of God. There is an anointing for assignments. There is the sound in the mulberry tree. There is a sound. There is a sound. There is a sound. My Father, I pray. Here's what the Lord told me this morning driving in the car. He said, Son, pray for mercy upon the people. Pray that my mercy covers them. Because some people in their ignorance don't even know how dishonorable they be. Can you lift your hands and ask God to forgive you? Please, online, can you please just surrender your life to Christ this morning and say, Lord, forgive me of the dishonor in my heart. This is not the season to be coming up against Jehu and the anointing. This is not the season to be boasting on your strength. This is not the season to say that you never, not you. It's a time for humility. It's a time to bow. It's a time to ask for forgiveness. It's a time to repent of all kinds of arrogance and forgiveness in your heart. Please hear this apostle. Please hear me, hear me, hear me today. It's time to make a turn. The favor of the Lord is here. You must get with the river. You must come into the river with God. You must swim with the current of the Spirit. You must make a turn. No more hovering out, just waist deep. It's time to get into the river with God. Thank you for the blood. This morning, just lift your family up before the Lord. Lift up everyone before the Lord. Say, Lord, thank you for the blood. Thank you for your mercy. Cover, cover every word, your Father. Even as a father, I stand here today over many spiritual sons and daughters. And I'm asking for your mercy upon them. Mercy. Mercy to cover their families. Mercy to cover their children. For whatever a man sows, he's going to reap, man. Make a choice this morning just to repent before the Lord. Your strength found in man. Your strength found in your job. Your strength found in your own immune system. Your strength found in your own money. It's a season of convergence. God is bringing it all together. You want to be found flowing with God. You want to be found walking with God. You want to be found swimming with God. The safest place to be is in the center of God's world. Don't look on others that have fallen and think that you are strong. The Bible makes it abundantly clear. Don't think you're strong, lest you also fall. 
Father, we pray for your mercy. I'm asking that you heal and deliver. We all need help. Cleanse us of all sin and of all unrighteousness. Bring us back to you. I pray for your blessing upon your people. I pray for the strength to come back upon your people. This is a season of convergence. Where what you've promised is coming to pass. For those that ill-treated you, Joseph, you, you got to put it on your lips. You meant it for evil. God has turned it for my good. You look to destroy me. But God has promoted and elevated me. I'm not standing here because of pride. I'm standing here because of God's goodness. God has brought His Word to pass in our lives. It's the season. It's that season. Father, we prophesy that over the sons and daughters. A season of convergence. Finances, the flow, the family, the fitness, their faith. Quick to repent, child of God. Quick to repent. Make that turn this morning. Forgive us of all sin and of all unrighteousness. We lift our hands in surrender. Father, bless your people. Have mercy upon us all. For we've sinned, we've made poor decisions. And I'm asking you this morning to have mercy upon us. Help us live holy lives. Help us to live righteously before you. Your kingdom is our priority. Your assignment, our pleasure studying the wrong things all my life, hanging with the wrong people all my life. Today I'm going to follow the favor. Please type that in. I'm, today I'm going to follow the favor of God. God's brought a turnaround in your family. Believe the Lord this morning that there's a new season. Father, bless your people. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, pray this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin cleanse me. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a savior. I believe you died on the cross for a sinner like me. Today I receive you. I make a decision to come after you, to receive you, and to come after you, to take up my cross and follow you. Make me. Cleanse me. Let me become all you've created me to be. From this day forward, I belong to you. You belong to me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now, if you prayed that prayer, please send us a message. Let's get connected. Let's get you into the flow that you can become all that God has called you to be. God bless you. Clap your hands and thank the Lord for anybody that's online. Glory be to God. Final scripture. Luke 6. 36, I think it is. The Bible says, give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The King James Version says, men will put into your bosom. God will assign people to give to you as you give. As you sow, God will make sure it happens. It's a law. We're planting now for the new season. We know what's coming up because of what we planted. You don't decide at harvest time how much you're going to get. You decide at planting season. Seed time is when you decide what comes out. Whatever a man sows, the measure that you use, a little bit, that's what you get back. Whatever a man sows, for with the same measure that you meet, it shall be measured to you again. So in hundreds, that's what you get. So in thousands, that's what you get. The Lord said to us, sow your house, I'll give you the city. Whatever a man sows, he will reap. Thank you for your giving. Thank you for your offerings. Father, bless your people in their giving. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Can we release everybody? 
I mean, there's no one else here, so we can just pray a release and a blessing. We bless you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. We decree and declare that your best days are now. It's not 2022, it's now. In the next six months, God's going to make up for what happened to you in the last decade. God's going to make up for lost time. I decree and declare that you are liberated, you are free, you are walking in the blessing of the Lord. The favor of God's all around you. From this day forward, you will run furiously. I see you fulfilling your destiny and your purpose. You will not be the same the, 20, the 31st of December 2021. Your life, your family, and your home, your finances will not be the same in Jesus' mighty name. Favors upon you, upon your family. We love you. God bless you. We see you on Wednesday. Amen and amen.